What's up, guys? Welcome to the Honest Tattooer Podcast. We're a podcast about just tattooing. All for tattoo artists, tattoo enthusiasts, and everybody that just loves tattooing as much as we do. So this week, John Mesa and Matriano. Hey. And it's just us today, which is kind of nice. Okay. No <laughs> <laughs> There's no guests. So, but we're going to, we, we actually, last week, we uh, put something up on our story on Instagram and we asked you guys a question of, you know, what do you guys want to learn about? So we got a lot of responses. So we're going to kind of just go through them right now. Let's start off with this one. What makes a good and enjoyable client? Uh, I think that's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so from my experience, I mean, a good and enjoyable client is someone who is present in the moment of getting tattooed. You know, I kind of don't really like the client that completely just throws their headphones on and just disappears for the moment. You know, I kind of like somebody that's aware because then if not, you always have to tap them. Be like, hey. Hey, dude, move a little bit this way. You know, they're like just, yeah, like you want to check out, but not completely check out. Like still be present. There's the the opposite extreme of that too, where like the client will see you starting to like maybe go a little bit further back in your arm and then they'll start to move oh, for you. And like, worst. bro, like I'll tell you when I want you to move. Yeah, yeah, that's that sucks. <laughs> I do hate that so much. So don't do that, people. If you're getting tattooed, don't don't guess what I'm going to want you <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah, because I found myself all the time like, no, stay right there. Yeah. I just, I was just trying to, just inch you and you went full like you know yeah too far man i i like talking to my clients you know i enjoy having a little conversation with my clients especially if you find some kind of mutual interest yeah if they're cool you know if they're cool or if you're just down to share a little bit about what you do i feel like man i've had some great stories from just clients telling me about you know their job you know especially like police officers firemen like you know like people that do crazy jobs that you like you're like dude you did what you saw what yeah you know like you're like dude you get, you just you got to call people in the shop you're like hey listen to this guy's story it's fucking nuts <laughs> you know i feel like that's always you know something that's good and just like today for example i was tattooing this guy first time ever tattooing him and uh you know i fucking got some shit going on in my life i was like hey dude you ever experienced this you know and we shared yeah. a little bit of each other's lives and experience yeah isn't it funny that it's a it's a common thing that people like, oh, you know, getting tattoo is my therapy session. But sometimes it's the therapy session for the tattoo artist. <laughs> for too. sure, yeah. dude. For sure. Like if something's on my mind, dude, I'm gonna fucking I mean, who better than just this stranger that's gonna yeah. sit with me for <laughs> hours today? Like, let's talk about this shit. Let yeah. me see where you're where you're out from, you know, what your what your mind's at about this stuff. Cause, you know, man, life is crazy for everybody, yeah. including us. Yeah, so for sure. Um Another thing I like about a client is if they bring snacks, so always bring snacks. For you or for them? For both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes a very enjoyable client, somebody that just brings stuff. And uh, most of all, somebody that comes with a fucking solid attitude of like, this is what I came to do today. Yeah. I hate the client that's like, hey, dude, so it's like, what time do you think we're going to get done? Because I got to be somewhere at like 630. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, even if you're going to get a small tattoo... Um, maybe not. If you're going to get a decent sized tattoo, yeah. like let that be your day. Yeah. You know, don't plan anything else. Don't plan to go out to dinner later out that night, night. Just be like, I'm going to get tattooed today. I'm going to go home after this. Just chill out. Like, yeah, don't make other plans. Make your day. Just you're going to get tattooed that day. Yeah. You know, I, I love the people that are like, I'm going to start this sleeve and yeah, I'm going to go out with my friends. And then at the end of the day, they're like, I'm not going any fucking way yeah. around. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm going to bed. I'm exhausted. I'm like, yeah, dude, what the hell do you think you're going to do? The last thing you want to do is rush your tattoo artist. Yeah. You know, 
So That's just worse. Go in, be prepared to spend the day there, hang out, and if you know, if sometimes things happen, you know, your tattoos process takes a little bit longer than expected. You know, guys take a little break here and there, so you don't want to be at the end of the day be like, oh man, I gotta go, you know, catch these drinks with my buddies. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, how much longer? <laughs> how much longer, man? Yeah. I got this date waiting for me. Yeah, like, dude, come on, plan a date tonight? You're crazy. Another thing that I think uh, makes for a good tattoo client is somebody that's comes prepared to pay. Yes. Come prepared. You know, like before you're, you come to your session, know how your tattoo artist likes to get paid. If you don't know, ask them. Yeah. They will happily tell you how they like and to the, get paid. And, you know, if you are a tattooer, let that be known how you want to be paid. Yes. You know, tell your clients either, you know, in an email, during your consultation, whatever, be like, I accept cash. I expect I accept you know credit card, Zelda, whatever it is that you take. Let them know so that there's no surprises the day of. Another thing that makes a good client to me is somebody that is very open minded. You know, if you already like my work, trust that I'm going to do something that looks like my work, right? And that it's going to have that same caliber and quality. Yeah. You know, so you know, don't be too nitpicky. Don't obsess about things that you know. Starting a sleeve. What color do you think this is going to be? Yeah. My dude, we're still lining. dude. <laughs> like we're still lining. Like this could, you know, I could come up with like a color, you know, mock up that day and then change my mind in three sessions later, yeah. you know, if, if we haven't started color yet, you know? So it's don't, don't marry anything yet. You know, know that this is a process of making art and it will flow and it will change as time passes. So what I like to add is, um, <clears throat> Do your homework. You know, if uh, you're seeking out an artist, check out his portfolio. Check out, like, not just the last couple of things that they did, but go back in time. Like, see, try to see if you see any patterns within color, within whatever, so that you have an expectation of this is how my tattoo is going to look. For sure. That way there are no, you know, what color do you think it's going to be? Yeah, no guesses. Like, you know, and even if there are, you know, at least, like, uh, I think I love when a, a client shows me, references of my own work that were like this is why i chose you yeah. you know this is what i really like that you did and then i'm like oh okay i see exactly what you're looking for yeah. it makes it so much easier both people get on the same page and you're more likely to get a tattoo that you fucking love as long as you communicate communication key so another good client thing is good communication for sure they know how to tell you they know how to talk to you and i think that's it how do you feel <laughs> about clients bringing people with them it depends i've had great people that brought like you know somebody else and that person was awesome you yeah. know and both like nightmares where like this person like why are they here yeah like, you know so like oh, that's such a hard one sometimes like you know an extra person that they bring can make the person feel more comfortable can like make sure they get them food they like you know they're like i'm gonna go grab coffee for everybody i'll be back in a second and they're like just cool yeah you know not overbearing at all and then you also have like the person that comes along that is like the consultant what do you think about this? I don't know. I think you should move it. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. If you're going to bring someone with you, it should be for moral support, but not as a, uh, a uh, consultant in the decision making. Yes. Yeah. You know? It's your tattoo. It's your tattoo. You're going to live with it forever. Yeah. You know? um, the times that I think that it's a pain to have your client bring someone with you is when they get too chit chatty and it's almost like, they forget they're getting tattooed yeah. and like they're talking with their arms and they're grabbing stuff and they're laughing and like everything's just, it's not, it's, like, it's no, not a good situation. That's not a good yeah, situation. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that even happens with like people that come by themselves and they just like, 
you know, they, they become friendly with people in the shop, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they get the same level of excitement. You're like, yeah. dude, you're still getting tattooed. I know we're having a good time here, <laughs> but you're still getting tattooed. Stop fucking moving. <laughs> oh man, that's big to be a good client. It doesn't take a lot of effort, man. Just communicate with your tattoo artist and come with a good attitude. You're going to get a good tattoo. Just be open-minded. Yeah. I think open-minded is huge. Like give your idea, but allow the artist to be an artist. And make something good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Nine it. times out of ten, what you have in your head and your abilities to make choices in art are not going to be as good as what the artist can choose. For sure. So let them do their job. Like, you know, you're an accountant. Do do numbers. This guy's an artist. Let him do his job. Let him do his job. Yeah. Okay. So apprenticeships. Should you take college art classes to gain more knowledge? You should take any classes that will help you gain more knowledge. Yeah. 100%. Any classes. I mean, you could go to art school. You can download courses. You can just buy a book about drawing hands, about drawing whatever. Yeah. Take everything that you can. Draw all the time when you're still an apprentice. All the fucking time. And even after you become a full-fledged tattooer, still draw. Yeah. You know? And still draw for the sake of study. Uh, not necessarily making art, but just studying things. Um, I feel like that is one of the biggest things. And especially like I had a tattooer ask me the other day of like, if I could, if they could get any advice on how to get better. And I told them, find something that you really love to draw and draw it so much. They, you get to a point where you can just draw it from memory flawlessly. Yeah. That's just learning to do that with one thing will teach you how to apply that same level of like, of the process that it takes to achieve that to other things. Yeah. And then that'll just be time. You know, the more you apply those principles to different subject matters and different things, the more overall, overall well-rounded of an artist you'll become. And I think like from some friends that are amazing at doing anatomy, that would be one of the top things that they'll teach you. Learn how to draw human anatomy flawlessly. It'll make everything else and art feel yeah. easier. So speaking of anatomy, um, just recently, <clears throat> I started doing a course. This guy, Stan Prokopenko is his name. Mm -hmm. And uh, his website's called proko.com. He has a bunch of artists who have different courses on his site that you could pay for each course. And they, they teach you whatever, you know, whatever their specialty is. Yeah. And uh, there's one on anatomy. I highly, highly, highly recommend Super taking this good. course. Yeah, yeah, dude. They they dive down to like, you know, down to not only drawing the the muscular uh, system, but like the, the skeletal system. They break down the joints, like different kinds of joints, why they work, how they work, how to simplify everything. It's really worth checking into. They have like a free version of it. And then it's it's more of like a teaser a to kind of yeah. get you into like, you're, you know, if you pry the premium version, you can get all these videos. It's like 300 and something videos. Like, it's crap. crazy. It's, they, they really go into it. It's a little pricey, but I mean, for the amount of knowledge and the amount of videos and time that you're getting out of this, like it's, I think it's like 400 bucks, 300 and something bucks. I mean, that's a lot it, of, a lot of content. Yeah, dude, it, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to learn a lot. That's it's cool. worth it. So yeah, I mean, we're not affiliated with them at all. We're not getting anything out of it, but definitely no. something to check out. Cool. Definitely keep studying always back to the list of things. Let's see. There's a lot of technical stuff here, guys, like uh, like color blending, like color saturation, um, different down. effects of needles with voltage, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know, all of these things. I mean, we could talk about it all day, but at the end of the day, 
you're going to have to do it yourself yeah. and learn it. Yeah. I can teach you about color saturation in theory, but to really saturate a color, you're going to have to figure it out by yourself and do it. You know, there's different, you know, hand techniques, hand movements that will achieve different levels of saturation if you're doing color or black and gray, etc. But that's for another yeah, very expensive course that you should be buying. <laughs> like I'll give you the uh, the free tip right now. Slow down. Slow down. That's it. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down to get a good saturation. This one's a really funny one. Learning to tattoo on a budget. I love that one. <laughs> I think that's great. Learning how to learn to tattoo on a budget. I thought that one was interesting because it's there's so many things there. One, tattoo equipment. It's not the most expensive. It's relatively cheap when you think of a starter kit. Yeah. But you shouldn't learn to tattoo with a starter <laughs> kit. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. You can get a really cheap starter kit, but you shouldn't learn from a starter kit. The ink's going to suck. The needles are not going to be great. All the things that are going to make it harder for you to produce anything worth even fucking tattooing yeah. on a human being. I mentioned this before. I, I do a lot of woodworking. I have you know tools, right? And uh, <clears throat> something that, Anybody with tools that works with tools will set, will tell you, buy the best tool your money can afford. And that goes the same, you know, with, with anything, with art supplies, with tattoo equipment. Oh, yeah. You know, get the best that you can afford. And if all you can afford is some cheap knockoff Amazon thing, get that. Get that. Let it make you money. And reinvest it back reinvest into yourself. Reinvest it and get something better. That's it. Because honestly, you can get you can get um, you can get a pen machine off of Amazon from like some China made you know no name brand. Maybe spend a hundred, two hundred bucks on it, and it'll work just fine. Yeah, for but a bit. You can't rely on that for a long time. Yeah, it'll so, work okay for a little bit. Yeah. You might have to buy two of them because one might break down <laughs> on you. But it's definitely something that like man, I've used some like um, back in the day when I first got like uh, one of those like knockoff swiss rotary machines you remember mm -hmm. they're like black kind of like just yeah. long skinny yeah man i used like a knockoff version of that that was like literally like 50 bucks on ebay yeah for at least a year and a half two years before it started actually crapping on yeah me. so it's like you can get a lot out of a machine it's not the machine it's the person yeah so <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah for 100 percent, <laughs> like it's the person that makes it work you know, I've, I've seen people use all sorts of machines, but if they're talented, they'll make it fucking work. A good artist can make a crappy machine look like they, they know what they're doing with it. Um, shout out to Josh Herman. He was the one that actually made me realize that you don't need to spend a lot of money on a machine to, yeah. to get some quality work out of it. Because <clears throat> for a while, he was posting his awesome, I don't know if you, if you follow him, but he's got like these kind of really like three-dimensional, new-school, glossy-looking, cartoony tattoos, yes, right? Yes, yes, And uh, they're saturated like all hell. They're really, really well done. And uh, at one point, he was like, oh, just to let you know, this is the machine I've been using. And he put up a, a, a screenshot of, uh, like, some, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's like some Amazon knockoff, you know, knock $100 yeah. machine. And uh, I bought it. I bought that machine, like, and it was it. pretty freaking good. They're like, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, after that, I bought two more machines that were knockoffs of Dan Cuban uh, Sidewinders. Yeah. Dude, they lined just as good. They were just, <laughs> just, as, they good. Were just as good. And so, like, you could spend $800 on a Sidewinder from Cuban himself, or you can spend $100 on a knockoff, you know, 
the line just as well. You're not going to get the quality control out of the Amazon machine. Yeah, for you're sure. You're not going to get the longevity out of it. Out of it. But you know, if if you're really on a budget and you want to get started, you know, that's something to consider. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you have real Jordans or knockoffs. It matters if you can dunk or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that it is. So fucking let's see what else we got here. Application. Converting certain art into tattoos. I think I like this one. Okay. So converting certain art into tattoos. The main thing that I think that you can do, there's a lot of art out there that maybe seems like it shouldn't be a tattoo, but by almost like creating uh Something that's as simple as like a screen print on something that could go on a shirt as a screen print where it's like three, four colors. Mm -hmm. If you can break something down into into that as far as in either in value or in color, you can make it a a tattoo. Yeah, that's cool. You know, basically you're you're taking all of those like subtle half tones, if you will. Yeah. And kind of like making it more chunky. Yes. So everything, you know, just it, it it should look graphic. A good tattoo should have a nice, strong graphic quality about it where you can clearly see where the darks are, where the lights are. It should be simple to the eye. And then once you see it all together, it will look complex. You know, yeah. um, it's like seeing, you know, like a screen print on a shirt where it's like, oh, man, that thing looks crazy. And you realize there's only like a few colors on there. Yeah. It's just the way that they're laid out. So like being able to turn any piece of art into something that's simple enough that it's tattooable is what let you create something that doesn't seem like it's possible into a nice solid tattoo. And that's going to take a little bit of Photoshop expertise, knowing how to manipulate values and tones and an image to really boost certain colors, get rid of like certain subtleties that wouldn't really translate into a tattoo and make the contrast strong. And you'd be able to turn that into a nice, simple, good looking tattoo. Yeah. And if you can't, just practice, 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 yeah. that'll work. As much as I want to say that you need an outline on every tattoo, I don't know if you really do as long as the contrast is there. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I, like, you know, as long as you have, you know, you can create a soft line by just really good contrast, yeah. you know, and it'll work. You don't need a hard, hard line. Would a hard line make it easier? A lot of times it will. It'll give you that instant, like, you know, kind of solidifying shapes right away. Yeah. Like almost like we were talking about like doing lines on certain parts of a face where you don't really need the lines, but just by throwing some line there, now you can do a field of color that's flat, but because you created, put lines there, it gives you more shape and more contour. It's like that topographic map. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Just helps. Uh, this one's a good one right here. How to deal with the so-called imposter syndrome. If y'all ever had it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we Fuck all had that. Everybody's felt that. If you're a tattooer, you've never had that. You haven't been in the fucking right circles, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, 100% right. You got to you gotta feel that at least one time in your career. Like the imposter syndrome, if you don't know what that means, it means when you're part of something and you feel like you don't belong there. Something inside of you tells you like, what am I doing here? Everybody here is better than me. Yeah. Everybody here is more talented. What, why, what am I even doing here? You know, that little feeling in the back of your mind when that takes, dude, it fucking sucks. But you got to get your mind out of there. You're not going to, you know, it's like, think of like, you know, a rookie that for the first time got to play in his NBA game and he's playing against some fucking legend. You know, he's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it probably sucks probably like an intimidating feeling but you earned your place 
and learn to celebrate those small victories when you get to be around people that you admire and that they're looking they're like oh man i like what you did (laughs) savor that that's fucking great it'll motivate you yeah i think an important thing to remember too is that if you have that imposter syndrome it's most likely because you were invited into a situation that you admire the people that are in that situation also for sure and other people believe that you are just as good as those other ones around you yeah so like you have to keep Reminding yourself, like, I might not feel like I'm as good as everyone else, but all these other people believe in me. That's something really to think about. That's something that you should feel very proud of. Once you make it into circles like that, where you're like, oh, man, I'm here. This is wild. Enjoy that. Yeah. Savor that moment. Because it's like going to be like, you know, one day, then you'll just feel like that's normal. Yeah. (laughs) Like one day it'll feel like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, but uh, definitely enjoy those moments because that means that you probably achieved a new level in your career. And I don't know about you and I don't know about everybody else, but to me, I feel like having that imposter syndrome, I'm not good enough quality is much more, I want to say attractive, but that might not be the right word, but it's more of an attractive quality than the cocky attitude. Like, oh yeah, I'm just as good as these guys, if not better. Absolutely. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. And I think having the attitude of like, oh man, I just needed to keep working harder all the time. It's what keeps you getting better yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I think like there's the best tattoo artist still thinks they, their, their, their work is okay. They're like, oh, my stuff's okay. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're still pushing themselves. Yep. Um, that's happened to me going to like certain tattoo conventions, you know, being in certain circles that I'm like, oh, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, I do. I put lines on tats. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's dudes that do all these like crazy, super realistic things. So for sure, that happens, man. I, I, I've told the story before, I think, that uh, when you guys hired me to come here when, before you even opened, and I came in for uh, the first interview when I met you guys, and I saw you were working on this black and gray sleeve. Big tattoo. Matt Buck was freehanding this three-headed tiger thing <laughs> on this guy's back, and I was like, what? Like, I do not belong here, dude. I'm doing little dinky tattoos at a place called Winky Dink Dink. <laughs> <laughs> come on, guy. You want me to work with you? <laughs> oh, man, but guess what? It's like we recognize your your talent, and you're like, Fuck, you know, but I feel like once you reach that point, the people around you will motivate you to push yourself harder. Yeah. And then you slowly you'll build yourself up. I mean, we were just talking about that last week with with, uh, Lucas, like you surround yourself with people who are better than you. Yeah. And it'll just, it'll, it'll motivate you like that fire in your ass that you need. Yeah. You'll get better. This one's good. Marketing tools for the tattooer. How important is it and how to promote yourself on socials? Man. This is big, dudes. I don't know about you guys, but I be- I'm a firm believer that you need to use every marketing tool that you could possibly get your hands on. And if you're not good at marketing yourself, then you need to figure out a budget to have someone else market you. You don't have to be a good marketer. There's people that love to do it, find joy in it, pay them to do it for you. If, you, if that means that you have to raise your prices an extra 20 bucks, So you can pay somebody to do your social media for you, then you need to fucking do it. But ignoring it, thinking that, you know, the, the, the world's going to carry on with just fucking, you know, word of mouth. That's fine for a lot of people, fine for a lot of folks, but that's, that's not the way of the future, man. That it's, you know, that might've worked a long time ago. Embrace social media, embrace marketing yourself, pay someone to market you. If you can't do it, you will be so glad that you did. Nobody really likes it, but it's like. We all got to do it. Yeah. This is a great 
you know, example. So I, for example, for the shop, I don't, I don't use just, uh, I don't manage everything about it. I actually have a company. They're called Inklink. They're awesome. Jesse runs it. Jesse, what up, brother? And pretty much they handle all of the marketing for my tattoo shop. You know, they, uh, they have a budget. I pay them and they make sure that they are using all of the budget that I'm giving them to run ads on Facebook, on Google, through like direct Instagram stuff. They create the ads. They see which ones work. Their job is to keep my cost per click as low as possible. That's it. Most people don't know how to create a good ad or a good campaign. They don't know how to read the insights or how to target very specific demographics. So you could start a campaign and spend a bunch of money and it does nothing because it didn't reach the right people. Right. You know, so having somebody that knows how to do these things will help you get the most out of the money that you're investing into your budgeting. So nowadays, I feel like there's a lot of different companies that are doing similar things that can help you. So do your research and uh, definitely find somebody. Uh, I also work with someone else that creates um, Instagram content, TikTok content as well. And uh, they create, you know, reels for the shop. It's really hard to create great reels. You know, some people are really good at it and make it look easy, just like tattooing. And but creating a great reel, something that's interesting, has a hook, has replayability, you know, where people want to watch it over and over again, it's hard to master all the things that make that work. So investing into somebody that to, to do that for you will help you a lot if you don't want to invest the time into learning to yeah. do it yourself. I think it's important to remember, too, that <clears throat> for some reason, tattooers have it in their mind that they have to wear every single hat. They have to tattoo. They have to market themselves. They have to do the emails. They have to do, you know, whatever else. It doesn't have to be that way. No. Like, you're good at doing tattoos. Let that be your main focus and let the people who are good at marketing do the marketing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you enjoy it. If you're like one of those people that, oh, man, I love to dive into this stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're good at it, too. You know, and if you're good at it, but. Not everybody is. And it's okay. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to be good at it, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you have resources out here and people that will help you succeed. And, you know, in like anything, you know, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to build a team. You know, you're not going to win by yourself. Sorry to tell you guys. You're not going to win by yourself. Build a team. If you can find, if you're great at tattooing, just fucking focus on tattooing. And then invest a little bit of your earnings into getting somebody that can market you, somebody that can like build, brand you. All of these things will make you a better overall business you're more than just a tattooer you are a business on your own yeah no i think that's important because there's only so many hours in the day that you can be productive yeah right and if you're focusing x amount of time on your tattoo work x amount of time on your family x amount of time on whatever you if you if you're if you're doing too many things they're all going to get sacrificed yeah you know you're not going to be able to put a hundred percent into everything no. So pick and choose what it is that's most important to you. You know, obviously, if you have family, let that be the most important thing. If you if you want to be, you know, the most amazing tattooer that everybody knows, do fucking good tattoos. Yeah. If if you have to rely on somebody else to do the marketing for you, because that stuff takes time. Yeah. You know, let them let them do that for you. Yeah. One thing about marketing tools for a tattooer is that they are very important. If you're not if you're not taking care of that part of your business, 
you're setting you're setting yourself short. You're selling yourself short like heavily because you know you need to aggressively out there. Not like being mean, but like aggressively push your work out there all yeah. the time. People need to know who you are, especially now with the amount of tattooers and the amount of people looking to get tattooed. Like you really, really have to stand out. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's crazy. Not necessarily the most formidable talented tattooers are the ones that are getting all the attention are the ones that are mar- marketing themselves best. Yeah. So don't sleep on marketing yourself. Oh, this is another good one. How do you stay creative while doing custom pieces every day? Honestly, the client lets me be creative. Yeah. 100%. That is it. Just listen to your client. They come with ideas and you, you got to try to make their ideas come alive, you know? If I had to come up with all of the tattoo designs by myself, I would never be able to do it. I know. <laughs> never be able to do never, it. Never, dude. Yeah. I draw the same shit over and over and over. I did a tattoo last week of a, uh, a rat hugging a tooth. I would never think of doing that myself. But this girl, <laughs> she gave me the idea. She was like, I want a rat. If you want to throw some other elements. So I kind of like, you know, maybe throw a tooth throw you know and she she listed a couple other things i was like all right cool i'll run with that but like i would never put a rat and a tooth together together in my mind like that would you're like what why would it do yeah yeah but yeah so the clients are the ones that give you the really cool ideas and you're about to make it look really really cool for sure i also to stay creative i try to look outside (laughs) of tattoo art look outside just look at art don't look at just tattoo art you know look at amazing illustrators painters you know, like uh, sculptors, like there's so much cool shit in art out there that's not tattooy shit. And that will help you stay creative because then you'll be able to see things that maybe you can bring something that's completely outside of tattooing and be able to make it tattooable. And now you created something new yeah. for tattooing. I've seen it happen where people just apply something that wasn't fine art somehow and they may be able to, they figure out a way to make it tattooable. Yeah. And then it's like, boom, they just, struck gold yeah nobody else is doing that i mean even if it's not art just have your instagram feed or whatever it is that you scroll through through the day other things besides tattoos you know you'll you'll find things that are pretty interesting like even if like john you're into fitness or you're into fashion too like you might find like someone wearing a really cool outfit and there might be a pattern on that outfit they're like oh man i can make that into a really cool design patterns colors schemes like all the time i use fashion for color schemes all the time like oh look these colors look so cool together that'll be a cool tattoo so that always helps a lot i feel like that could get dicey too though um did you see the thing that nikki simpson posted she she saw a numbing cream ad and she posted like how distasteful this is and how terrible it is for this brand to represent the tattoo community in this way and the ad was a girl getting her ass tattooed, laying across a guy's lap, making out with another girl. Get out of here. <laughs> Yo. Oh, my God. That's yeah. insane, dude. So, like, be careful oh how you market here. Don't do something. <laughs> like, the tattoo industry is pretty wild, but it's oh still a God. business. You got to, you know, business, conduct man. yourself professionally. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds insane. Oh, here's one. What makes a good trad tattoo? People need to learn and stop shitting on it. Man, <laughs> I can't. I couldn't agree more. Because doing a great trad tattoo is one of the hardest fucking things yeah. ever, dude. It's one of those things that 
you don't realize how difficult it is until you do it, (laughs) you fuck it up, and you're like, why? Why? Why (laughs) I did the same thing. Doesn't look like it. Oh, man, doing a solid traditional tattoo, it's so hard because it's all about not overdoing it. Yeah. So I think the, the best way that I could explain why it's difficult, if you're doing like a really crazy intricate design with a lot of shading, a lot of shapes, a lot of line work, if you make a mistake... You could shade off of that line. You can, you know, finesse. Yeah, Yeah. you can you can hide those mistakes. With a traditional tattoo, there is no room for error. No. You got a simple outline that if you have a wobble in it, you're gonna know. You're gonna know. You have solid color that if if it's not solid, if it's not packed in, you're going to know. Yeah. Everything's just in your face, very clean. And if any the 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 whole thing about very traditional tattoos that they should look so consistent everywhere. That if there's just a, the smidge of inconsistency somewhere, it's yeah. just so apparent, yeah. you know? If you shaded something a little bit too far, then you're going to make sure that you do that everywhere. So it's like the same balance, the same harmony everywhere. It's it's super fucking hard. Like, shout out to Midwest Phil, who does some of the cleanest fucking tratty tattoos. And free hands them all. Yeah, yeah. it's fucking insane, <laughs> dude. Midwest Phil, look at that guy's tattoos. You're going to blow, mine will be blown. You'll be like, fuck, dude, it's so fucking clean. How? <clears throat> that guy's a machine. One of the rules that I like to to think of, I mean, I don't do trad tattoos anymore, but um, when I did, the rule of thirds. Yeah. One third black, one third color, one third skin tone. Very, very direct. And it's so easy to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so direct. So easy to fuck up. So, oh yeah, this one's good. A client's how to accept pricing from your artist and how to price your tattoo. Man, this is, it's one of those things like as, as a client, if you go get tattooed by someone and it's out of your budget, just be polite and just walk away, you know, it's a or safe for it. Yeah. Or safe for it if that's what you want to do. But like, you know, if you can't afford it, don't say, well, can you do it cheaper for me? Because why would they do that? Yeah. Then it just makes you look bad or ask that person, Hey, do you, can you recommend anybody else? You know, they has, they could maybe do this within my budget. Yeah. The most likely they'll be able to tell you, you know, but you know, like, uh, if, if someone's charging a certain amount, it's because that's what their clients are paying. So why would they give you right a cheaper price? Yeah. At any kind for, for what? Because you have the best idea ever. So does everybody. How to price tattoos, man. It's so subjective to the person, the place where they tattoo, where they're living, you know, what? Yeah. I think location is probably the biggest factor in that location is huge. Because honestly, here in New York, I feel like even people doing not so great tattoos are still charging, charging New, a York, lot. New York City tattoos. Yeah. New York City prices. You know, it's the rent's really high. You know, a lot of things cost a lot of money here. So people charge more. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of the way it works. But I feel like to answer this question a little bit more directly, there's three ways to charge for tattoos. Either you're going to charge by the piece, by the hour, or you're going to charge by the day. Depending on what kind of tattoos you're making, One's going to make more sense than the other. At one point in my career, you know, I would just charge by the tattoo. You know, most of the tattoos that I was doing were palm size tattoos at most, you know, the size of a half eight by 10 sheet or sometimes a full eight by 10 sheet of paper kind of size of a tattoo. And I knew that I could get it done within that day. You know, after I started doing bigger projects and getting more detailed, then I started charging by the hour. Doing more custom designs required a lot more effort and a lot more like 
just getting deep into one subject matter, which just took longer. At the same time, I was figuring out a way that I could charge a fair amount without charging too much so I could complete something that would take multiple, multiple hours to finish. Right. But then as time passed and I got much better at tattooing, I started getting much faster at tattooing. So then I could finish those projects that I did before in a lot less time. So then that didn't make sense anymore because now I'm just better at doing what I did before. So why would I earn less money at charging by the hour? And that's when you realize, like, I need to start charging for the day, Mm -hmm. you know, for my time, for for my day of work, uh, whatever that day may be. Because at that point, it's, look, I'm really good at tattooing. I can do what you're looking for very effectively. I should be compensated for it accordingly. I can't charge you by the hour because I did that really fast. It doesn't mean that I should get paid less money than somebody that can't do it as fast as right. me. It's almost like you're being penalized for being good. For being good. Yeah. So that's so it's going to change over time. And I think that as a tattooer, those are the three ways where, depending on where you're at in your career, you should kind of pi- pri- learn where you're at and then price accordingly. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty simple. Yeah. That's the last bit of, you know, unless you guys want to talk about realism and portraits, which is somebody <laughs> wants to know about realism and portraits, which I think they're one of the hardest fucking tattoos to do. Yeah. I don't do them. I don't do them. I don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do them. And I just don't do them. I, I like to do black and gray portraits. I think black and gray portraits are fun. I, I'm not crazy about doing uh, color realism. There's just too much color, too much wiping, too much of everything. It just it's a very slow grind process. And my biggest beef about it is just like uh over the life of that tattoo, it's a much harder thing to control that's aging just based on colors. You know, not all colors fade the same. Right. You know, not all colors age the same way. So I figured for certain things like a portrait. I'd rather have it in black and gray. I feel like I have more control about how that thing's going to age consistently if it's all in black and gray than if it's in color. Certain yeah. colors might not work as well. Yeah. So um, to add to that, and I think this will be like one of the few times that I'll ever advocate to do a black and gray tattoo. If I were asked to do a portrait, like a realistic portrait, yeah, I feel like doing a black and gray portrait is better in the sense that if it needs a touch up, it's so much easier oh, yeah. to touch up a black and gray one than to try and figure out those like subtle shades that a color From portrait mixing might have. something. Yeah, oh, yeah. My God, so You're going to wind up having to do like the majority of that portrait all, all over, over again yeah. to fix one little piece that might have fallen out or whatever. That's true. It's a pain. I would say look at the amazing colorism artists that are out there. They're doing incredible stuff. Yeah, like, How sure. they do it, it's fucking mind-blowing. You know a good color portrait, or even a black and gray portrait, when there's a lot of contrast. Yeah. There, there's some people who are still learning, which you can't fault them for you know, testing out the waters, that everything is one tone. And, uh, and it might be because the photo reference that they're looking at is pretty washed out. You know, it might be a little blurry or whatever. So they're just, they're doing what they're looking at. Yeah. A good quality portrait artist can exaggerate that. Yes. And they can take that washed out photo and add the contrasts in their mind or maybe even Photoshop it and make it look better. Yeah. And, you know, really pump it up and 
make a good tattoo out of it. It's it's kind of like, we you know, like that question of how do you make things that aren't tattooable, tattooable? Right. You know, you have to learn how to manipulate it. And if you know how to, if you know what you're looking at, then you're able to really push it more. Yeah. You know, if you understand, like, especially with like portraits, if you know anatomy better and you're like, oh man, this should be a little bit darker right there to yeah. really, you know, make these features pop, you'll be able to make better choices and make better tattoos, especially if they're, if they're realism or portraits, man, knowing the face anatomy will let you to like, oh, that should, that like little bit of shadow is not there, but I know it should be there. Yeah. And color too. Like there's a lot of times that you'll see, uh, I mean, not just tattoo artists, but even oil painters, like they'll add a pop of like a blue or a green in a face that is not in the photo, or maybe it is just like really subtle, it's so subtle, but they'll like really punch it in there and it works. And you're like, whoa, look at how bright and colorful this portrait is. It looks fucking awesome. And then you look at the photo reference and it's just like washed out. Washed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so knowing where to add those colors and how to really punch it and make it work, like that'll, that'll really help you too. Absolutely. We got to get a nice color realism artist in here for you guys and really ask them all these freaking questions. Yeah. He's like, fuck, doing a color portrait, breaking it down fucking sounds so complex to me. Gives me a headache. <laughs> Give me some fucking lines, dude. It's flat color. I love it. I think those are the questions, guys. I want to thank you guys for submitting these questions. Uh, you know, some of them are good. Try to stay away from like the such strong technical questions because we're not going to answer those, you know. But anything that we can give you with any kind of theory or share our experiences and our knowledge, we're always down to talk to you guys. Feel free to send us a DM at any time if you have anything that you would like for us to talk about. Thank you so much for uh, always supporting us and tuning in. And if you want to support us even more, make sure that you do. Sign up for our Patreon. We are trying to... We need an editor, guys. Matt's tired, bro. I'm so tired. Matt's fucking tired, dude. We need an editor. And if you're uh, if you're an editor and you just want to participate, send us a message as well. But we do want to hire an editor. And for that, it costs money. So, guys, support our Patreon. Help us out so we can keep out putting good content out for you guys. Anything else to add? Yeah. So, I mean, inside the Patreon page, too, like, you're not just supporting us for the hell of supporting us like there is extra content in there that you're not getting in the video that you're watching right now so there's exclusive content um and then maybe we'll do more of these like critiques or you know answer your questions that won't be in uh you know youtube world you know it'll be just exclusive for the patreon supporters yeah, absolutely guys so without ado thank you guys so much thanks thank for you. tuning in and we'll see you next time bye